welcome back to another episode of 52 in 52, a podcast where we watch at least one movie a week for every week in the year and record an episode about it. Today, Josh and I are going to be talking about two movies. Uh, one of them is called The Florida Project, and the other one is called The Meyerowitz Stories. Um, so this is actually our 100th episode, I think, that we've done, uh, based cumulatively on all the short ones and long ones that we've done. I think we've talked about more than 100 movies probably now. But this is this is our hundredth episode. Just want to say thanks to everybody that listened, subscribe. If you this is your first episode, welcome. I think we're we're having a good time doing. It. I think we've gotten better over time doing these doing these podcasts. Yeah. Even if even if Anthony like it's uh even if I have to like make him do homework sometimes like I did for these movies and push him to go to the movies, or we still enjoy it when we actually do it. <laughs> yeah. No, no. No. I like recording. It's just some movies that I <laughs> I don't want to see. Um, and for both of these movies, I said they look boring as fuck, and then I watched them, and turns out my opinion was 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 spot on beforehand. Um, so I think the first thing we're going to talk about is the Florida Project. It is. A new movie that came out. I guess is it was it limited release? I guess, or was it why? I don't remember. Uh, by the time people listen to this, I think it'll be in most places or have, yeah. have gone gone at least in most cities, even if it wasn't in like every theater in your city. Yeah, um, it was written and directed by a guy named Sean Baker, who did a movie called Tangerine a couple years ago that was sort of like a critical media darling, I'd say, um, and it got pretty good reviews all around josh and i both watched it um i liked it enough i think it was maybe a little overrated but I, I, it had a lot going for it in the sense of diversity and and things of that nature that uh it definitely deserved praise for um the whole that whole movie was shot on an iphone which was pretty cool mm-hmm. um what did you like tangerine or your thoughts on tangerine yeah i liked it i i didn't um I didn't like one of the actresses in it. I, I don't know. I mean, they weren't like he he, he uses mostly unknowns, and he did that for this movie too. So I mean, I guess you'll be kind of hit or miss with that. But one w- one of the two main characters in that one, like it, it kind of got on my nerves. But like I, I kind of like you said, I still uh, respect how they made it and thought it was a cool and new idea, and um, was entertained by enough of the story that I was gl- enjoyed it and was looking forward to seeing what he did next. And um, and then we got this one. Yeah, so this is basically – it's like a story about a little girl and her friends and sort of uh, generally about like childhood and then sort of the girl's mom and sort of how they live as not rich people. Um, Willem Dafoe is in it and then everyone else is pretty much like a no-name actor or actress. Um I, why, don't, why don't you start? Were you? I, I feel like I saw you and Hannah talking about this like a while ago. You guys were both pretty excited to see this movie. Um, You're waiting for it to come out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah. Because I mean, it was one of those that there was just like a big build up because it had played everywhere before it actually like hit theaters and it was a slow rollout. So I was anticipating it a lot, and um, I, I like, and I, and I really liked it a lot. I, I think I liked it definitely a lot more than you did. I don't know if it was like, <laughs> oh my god, this is amazing. This is like going to break my top three movies of the year, which I, based on what I had heard beforehand, I thought I had the potential to do that, but like, I definitely really liked it a lot. I think you, you said it's kind of about these people being not rich, but I think it's more specifically a movie about being poor. Um, and how, well, yeah. and, and I mean, like there's, there's a big gap between that too. And I think it was, it's a, give people a little bit more of a broader and it's a hard, we don't even really need to do a spoiler section for this movie because it's pretty hard to spoil. We can leave one part till the end, I'd say. Um, cause it happens pretty late in the movie, but you're following this girl and how her, her, her and her mom live it like basically, and it basically 
our extended stay residence at a rundown motel in um, Kiss- yeah. Kissimmee, Florida, right, right kind of near Disney World. And I'd say that it's cool because it has, for as bleak as these people's circumstances are, it, the way it focuses on these kids uh, makes the movie feel a lot lighter throughout. But you obviously know some more heavy shit's going on in the background to a certain extent. And I think that resonated with me to a certain extent. I would never lived in uh, this kind of poverty, but and I definitely come from a privileged background. But I, at, there were times when I was growing up that I didn't know about till I was older. That I kind of found out that my parents went through some not as some pretty difficult financial times, and just knowing that now and how I was oblivious to it, it was kind of interesting to see this depiction of childhood and how kids can insulate themselves from the outside world, and maybe they can only do it to a certain point. But I thought it was a kind of a cool examination of that, and I know it's a weird thing to a weird thing these last like minute and a half I've been talking to say (laughs) that's what a movie's about and that's pretty much kind of what it is and it's a very meandering movie and I think that might have been what didn't do it for you because I don't think it a ton really happens in it though overall over the course of two hours yeah um it 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 definitely does well in its depiction of like showing this x thing happens and then you know you see how it affects her mom and like how it would affect like a family and like financially and and like what it means going forward and then like how it affects the kid where the kid is just sort of like happy go lucky about everything and not in like a the kids are just like more ignorant to to things and they don't really they haven't really learned like oh you should be like upset that you're living in this situation or like uh stuff like that and you just sort of see the the juxtaposition of like what events mean when you're a child and what they mean like for the adult that's like taking care of you um kind of reminded me a little bit of uh, some like of the first half of like room where the kid like doesn't realize like that he's like missing the outside world kind of thing mm-hmm. and it's sort of like you can just be happy like this is what you were born into and yeah. you can just like be happy with that these kids literally don't know more. yeah these kids literally yeah. don't know anything else yeah they don't know any better um and i think it does a good job like showing that I just honestly, I just I don't know. I just didn't care. Like I I, I don't know what it, I, I maybe it's because I just don't like I don't have kids. I don't really want kids. Like kids are annoying and loud. Like I just don't want to watch that for two hours personally. I'd say the one thing like these kids for like a lot of the movie are pretty awful. Um, in a way like I wasn't expecting. Yeah. Like, um, yeah. And that, that might be part of it. It's like hard to feel that much sympathy for the kids when the kids are just like kind of that terrible just running around fucking shit up it's not exactly the most sympathetic so like they're innocent obviously to a certain extent but like they're not that likable so maybe you're not (laughs) feeling like as scared and as worried for them as you were as you might otherwise be uh and that that might be one thing that i that was kind of in a little bit of a drag to me i mean i think you still could have made that kid charming um she's six years old and just the way she's like telling the the new shy girl like oh you go girl and she's like saying stuff like that i'm like oh this kid's kind of charming but then she just like does some like really annoying bratty stuff in the next scene it's like oh god you're do i really even like want to spend that much more time with you and that that was one of the things where it's like Little kids are annoying, but I, I think there's there may might have been like you could have toned her down a little bit, and that's maybe one reason why you weren't totally like there there with her. Uh, yeah, I don't know. yeah, I, I think you said basically exactly what I was was <laughs> thinking. I just I I don't know. It just 
I don't know if I would connect with it more if I had kids. Like I know back dating back to when we talked about Arrival and I talked to some of my older friends or people that I know that watched it and they were they like really felt something for it, especially the end. And like for me, again, like we talked about it, I didn't really like that the ending at all of that movie. Um I don't know if it's something like that. Obviously you liked it more than I did and uh, I tweeted with Hannah and she said she liked it. Arrival or the Florida, movie, Florida Project? Florida Project. Uh, okay. I just I just didn't really connect with this movie. There were like parts that I liked and like little things that I enjoyed. I just found it to be sort of like boring and I, I don't know because it's like a pretty I, – I guess it's like a good depiction of childhood but then – it's not like a, but it's not a movie for kids at the same time. Oh, definitely so not. it's it's sort of like I don't know. One thing that might have I don't know. One thing that might have made Hannah and I connect with it a little more than you. I haven't actually gotten a chance to talk to her about. it. I didn't know she actually did it because I know she was complaining like she like she like I often do too sometimes about it just not getting to her yet. I think part of what she was excited for is that she's a Central Florida native, and I've spent a decent sure. amount of time in Central Florida. Um, and you, you have two by nature going to Gainesville and uh, <laughs> yeah. for school, and maybe you've been to Orlando a couple times for stuff. Um, I've spent more time in Orlando than that. So, and just non South Florida and non Gainesville parts of Florida, and just like seeing them depicted on screen is pretty interesting so i think i might have just been a little more into the setting possibly i think it's just like cool seeing like a movie set in that kind of place i've seen other movies like fake different parts of florida fairly well and but like this was just like so distinctly florida and like i think i just enjoyed looking at that um like i think 99 homes might have been set in suburban orlando too if i remember correctly right yeah um, it, yeah it was but i think they shot in louisiana but like i still felt like that's kind of how like one of those florida towns might look in the suburbs but this is more like of a com- this is more, a more commercial area this one shot in but like you know just by looking at this movie you don't even have to know the name of the movie and like if you just showed it to me i would have just known that's that's that's, that's florida like this yeah. the, way, the way it kind of feels and i mean like the palm trees have a lot to do with that but just the kind of shops and the way that street is set up i pro- i think i have been on that strip before though for what it's worth but i mean i think i just like i enjoyed looking at it so much that m- maybe i just was a little more happy to be there for lack of a better term you know yeah well I, again like i i think the filmmaking was good i just didn't really like i, I don't even know that i didn't like it i just like i was honestly like, bored it felt so long when i was watching it well, It was long but i mean it, 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 a sign of a good movie is when it is long and it doesn't feel that long you know, so. did you think that it felt long or no Maybe a couple times, but I'd um like if 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 by nature of having to actually like look at your watch to see like where you are, if that means like you're not having a good time, I was just more like I think I, I might not have known it was that long going in, so I I don't know. Sometimes I do know the runtime, other times I didn't. And I think I thought it was like an hour forty, and it was more two hours. So I might just like more looked at my watch out of curiosity. But the um, I think towards the end, maybe it just um, maybe I did get a little bit um, angsty. I'm not sure the last sequence does kind of take a while to play itself out once um once she uh has the falling out with her friend it kind of yeah the movie like t- does take a while for not a lot of stuff to happen like from that point on i'd say and those are some still serious developments that are still very integral to the quote-unquote plot um that like I, yeah i mean i was still kind of interested in it but it did feel like maybe it could have found a way to be 15 minutes shorter for sure yeah um I think that it does it, it does really well in sort of depicting the these like serious things that like the children have no idea are like happening around them. Um 
whether it be like the old dude or the friends fighting or the black guy or the free food or why they're selling perfume, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just like, I don't know. I, I, I sort of just took it all in and, and I, I think the filmmaking was fine. I just sort of, I don't know. I was just a little bored. What did you do? Like when you were like, when you were like eight or nine years old, uh, what did you do like during the summers? Um, I don't know. Play basketball, play baseball to camps, baseball camp, basketball camp. I don't know. Yeah. That's the thing. Like that, that was one thing I kind of thought of that maybe just had a little more of an impact on me during the movies. I was just like thinking about it. It's like, it was just like a foregone conclusion. I was going to camp uh, every summer. Yeah. My parents flew my brother and I up to Philadelphia to stay with our grandparents, and we, like we went to sports camps up there. They didn't have that many cool camps in uh, Pensacola, so we literally just would stay in Philadelphia for six weeks and go to sports camp. And yeah. I, I just kind of thought about that watching this. I was just like, what do people that ca- like can't afford to like send their kids to camp do with their kids during the summer? And like you see that with like stuff like Stranger Things and people talking about, oh wow, kids are, like back in the day, like you know their parents would just kind of let them roam around or whatever. And, that's not as that's not so common as much these days in like modern times. But then you still think about it. it's like if parents have to work, like what do they do with their kids when they're not in school? And I was I was kind of like even though I like I said these kids were kind of annoying, I was still kind of worried for them. It's like Jesus, these kids are just like running around like a big city like by themselves, and like you're I mean if you're coming from that kind of background and you're just like left to your own devices like that, like things can get kind of dangerous and. I mean, the margin for like an error for like a kid to like end up like dead or, or, or fine, like she ultimately does, might be as small as just like having like someone like the Bobby character just near you, being lucky enough to like have a half half decent person in your presence, and like how that can be the that can like be the the ultimate shift for like where you might happen to end up just by coming into contact with that kind of person. And I thought that that kind of effect of and those forces that someone can have in a small kid's life like i thought that was pretty interesting yeah yeah for sure um and it wasn't even like trying to make a commentary on like needing a dad or like needing two parents or anything like that it was just like this is just a dude who is around the kid who is like feels his moral conscience his moral like compass needs to just sort of like protect them from danger just if if he sees it and despite like being annoyed by the kid um which is fine i thought willem was really good i just i don't know there just wasn't a lot of meat to this movie for it to last two hours for me and and i I think i just halfway through i was just like oh man there's like a whole other hour left yeah i mean yeah i I really liked his performance i've uh definitely have a like a grown appreciation for him like just in the last like few months i feel like i've watched other movies he's done like i don't think i'd seen like that many of his performances aside from like the spider-man thing and um and like um fault in our stars like i just couldn't i couldn't like, really tell you that many movies he'd been Boondock in Saints, man <laughs> I, I i hadn't seen boondot saints since high school i forgot he was in that movie like and then i saw yeah. him i saw um platoon like the oliver stone vietnam movie and he was pretty good in that and i saw like life aquatic and i don't even really yep. I'm, I'm not as big on wes anderson stuff as most people but like I, I thoroughly enjoyed him in that movie and like i like him here he's like a he's a cool actor he's definitely he's like they people like know like if, if nothing else like he's getting an academy award nomination for the movie so Good for him for that. Um, some people think he might win. I don't know if it's like it might <laughs> not be the, might not be like the most dynamic thing in the world, but like I still think it was a pretty cool performance, and I like that character um, um, and just how he's kind of having to like kind of go against his better interests and just kind of giving into his 
heart for lack of a better way of describing yeah. it. like he just like knows like oh, i guess this is like the nice thing to do even like if it's paternal instincts yeah, basically yeah. yeah and like and then there's a thing that was the other thing they had the thing with him and i i didn't even understand until afterward that that guy is his kid um like, yeah I, I think i did figure that <laughs> i think i figured it out like later on um i'm trying to remember when i exactly figured that out <clears throat> um but like at first i was like is this just some guy that helps around the hotel and he's just like like I, I I I don't think that they they didn't make a huge deal out of the fact that there was his kid, but you could infer that like he definitely had like some kind of pass, and he's like, all right, well I might have fucked up with him, but at least I can like treat other kids well, you know. Well, that ho- that whole elevator scene was pretty integral for the backstory, I would say, when they're taking the ice maker down the elevator, and he's like, I told mom happy birthday for you, and he's like, why did you tell her happy birthday? That sort of gave it away, no. It's been like three weeks since I saw the movie, but I, yeah. I think I might have missed that initially. Um, <laughs> so maybe yeah. I, hey, maybe I did zone out once or twice like you did. Um, yeah, but uh, uh, that was the kid from American Made too that played uh, off-brand Alice Eve's little brother, and he was the brother in Get Out. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. So like, yeah. he's obviously playing quite out there characters in those two movies, and here he's just like, I mean, he only has like handful of lines but i mean i thought he was pretty convincing as a normal person whereas he's like a crazy person in those two movies so yeah um but yeah i i think there are better movies to see out there right now personally i don't know that i would say hey go see it i'm not really sure like what else what other, what other movies would you recommend right now we haven't been out we haven't talked about any movies in like three weeks i i mean those movies are still like better than in Florida Project for me, like basically every movie that we've that we've talked about, Blade Runner, American Made, Kingsman. You like Kingsman better than Florida Project? Yeah, I mean it was less boring, that's for sure. Okay, you like the Battle of the Sexes better? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, you, this is just one just didn't really do it for you, I guess. Um, no. What do you think about I, the other uh, non-actor actors? Um, they were fine. I thought Haley was pretty good. I, I really liked like the small touches of like her sort of like trolling around with like the adults, like parenting, but like not like forcefully parenting as like you might typically see, like she didn't like get mad at her kids. And I love that she was always listening to like rap, like made of Florida rap music going on (laughs) and stuff. Like I, I appreciated that. Um, I thought she was good. She uh and her her like, sort of like you were talking about like when she was like making him like uh, use the paper towels to clean up the car she like made him do it but she wasn't like yeah a typical yeah. like yeah 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 she 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 was a good character but her sort of arc became pretty predictable which was kind of disappointing but yeah she was good uh, the kids I don't know I don't really I don't really know how you can judge kid actors that that much and I guess they were good but like they annoyed me so. I don't. I don't know. I guess that was part of the. The I listened to. <laughs> I, I listened to an interview with Sean Baker. He cast the uh, Bria Venati, who plays Haley, like just by like an Instagram picture. At first, like they actually like considered, like they got. I don't know if they auditioned people or they like got. They considered like a lot of like actual like known actresses you might know of between the ages of like eighteen and twenty four for the for the role. And then then he's like, yeah, no, I just want to know, and I'll like I'll know when I see her. And then he just like saw a picture of her on, on Instagram. And that's like that's how he cast her basically. It was like reaching out to her after he saw a picture of her on Instagram. So yeah. to like do something like that on that much of a whim and have it turn out that she actually like did a pretty good job of it. It's pretty cool. Yeah. What what did you think? You thought they were they were good too or what? 
Yeah, I mean, I um, no one bothered me as much as that that the one person in Tangerine. I don't. I think the Tangerine actress's name that I didn't really like was like I think it was like Kiki Kitana Rodriguez or something like that. And like no one here, like even though like yeah, it's a lot of people you like you don't really know. Like they all uh, like I thought they were all pretty good. Um, the like the other the other mom, the grandma, and then of the one friend, and then the mom of the other one that she ends up having the falling out with. Like they're all pretty good. Um, I thought they're. I thought it was pretty good performances. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I suppose you would recommend uh, people people see this movie. I definitely would. And Anthony would say, go look at the last four things we recorded and go see those instead, I guess. Yeah. Um, so we're going to take a little break and then we're going to talk about the Meyerowitz stories. Okay, uh, we're back. We're going to talk about a movie called The Meyerowitz Stories. It is a Netflix movie by Noah Baumbach, who um, – have we – we talked about – how many podcast? How many movies of his have we done on the podcast? Two? Zero. One? Zero. Zero? Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, Mistress, we, Am- Mistress America came out in like um, – 2015. Oh, that came out like, In like spring okay. of 2015. And, yeah. Um, and While We're Young was like uh, in 2014, I guess. Or no, we saw that together. Yeah. Right? While We're Young. Yeah, like, we saw that. They, yeah, they, saw no, that. they both came out in like spring 2015. It was weird. Yeah. Yeah, so he's done Mistress America, While We're Young, Francis Ha. Um, I, I actually I went – he, he, those are the ones that you've seen. I actually like went on a little bit of a binge and watched like three of them or two others like right around the time this came out. Um, Kicking and Screaming was like his first one in like 1995. He did that like four years out of college. And then mm-hmm. um, Greenberg is like the, kind of the first one he did that Greta Gerwig was in. But um, with Ben Stiller, that was in 2010. Um, had Brie Larson too. Um, yeah. So yeah, he's he's done he's he's like fairly prolific, especially in recent years. Yeah, yeah, he's pretty popular. Um, he's worked with Wes Anderson on some of his movies too. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this movie has Ben Stiller, Adam Sandler, Dustin Hoffman, um, off-brand fucking Shailene Woodley. Um, it's fair. Um, and then um, a couple other people. I don't know who they are. Elizabeth Marvel. Uh, Good old cameo from uh, Sigourney Weaver and Adam Driver. Yeah, um, yeah, yes. I forgot Adam Driver was in it, <laughs> um, and he's a frequent oh, collaborator was, of Noah Baumbach as well. <laughs> that was the most happy I was. In the movie. <laughs> uh, so basically, the movie is—I uh, don't know—tells a story about a family that has problems, and <laughs> I mean. <laughs> There isn't really like again. This is another movie without like a direct plot. It's more of like an investigation of sort of like a family and then like their idiosyncrasies and stuff like that. The effect um, the effect of a crazy father ha- has on his kids largely over yeah over uh, kind of hangs over the movie. You know. Yeah. Um. So you watched this uh what like two weeks ago maybe yeah uh, so, yeah pretty or uh yeah two weeks ago. Yeah. So Josh watched it, told me it was good. Um, I, and I like Noah Baumbach and I, I watch it and I, I think it took me like four or five sittings to watch this movie. Uh, it was just, I just found it boring and pretentious and like, not like very relatable, I guess. 
I don't know, but you really liked it, I think, right? <laughs> yeah, I really did. Uh, if you think this is pretentious, like, not that you take that many of my, like, recommendations to begin with when I like movies, but if you want to, like, actually watch, like, something that I know you would hate, which, like, no reason for you to do that, you should watch The Squid and the Whale, because um, it's, like, kind of about the same type of, like, New York arty people, except it's Jeff Daniels being, like, all pretentious oh, and arty. And, no, I'm out. <laughs> um, yeah, and, that, and, and that's largely what it is, and Jesse Eisenberg plays his son who, like, wants to be like him. It's really, really... Uh, that's like that would be it's far more insufferable than this movie um uh but no i i i really liked it and i think that's part of what like makes me respect him because like you see like a lot of characters in movies um particularly who live in new york who just consider themselves like some kind of artist or like amorphous type of writer but you don't exactly know like what that is it's largely what like um hannah is for much of girls um it's sure um kind of like the the Ben, the Ben Affleck character, like the beginning of Gone Girl, he like talks about himself just as a writer, but you don't actually know like what that means. Like, there's a lot of those kind of people that like are New York people in movies and TV, and I often just can't stand them. And I don't mind these people when like they're in Noah Baumbach movies, and um, <laughs> I don't know why. I think it just like I guess I, I'm on the same wavelength as him usually, and I just kind of thought, and I, I guess. It's a more uh, effective entry point for those kind of movies when he's very consistent and that of very common theme in his movie is just like broken families. Um, and I guess sure. I and I don't come from a broken family really, but I think it's kind of interesting how it's a theme that runs through his movies. Like Mistress America and Kicking and Screaming both have like characters whose parents were divorced, and Mistress America they're kind of brought together because like their parents got married and in squid and the whale and in um this one it's like directly like divorce and like the effect it has on the family and i thought it was interesting how like this this family in particular is just like really messed up because of just how he abandoned one family and the kids how they turned out and then the ben stiller character is obviously like really confused as to why he's not happier given that he was given everything and i just enjoyed watching all these characters kind of grapple with that and i can go a little more into that but i guess you just kind of <laughs> i while i found that interesting you found it boring and that just might be the difference here i i just this is just another one of those movies where uh I just don't know why it was made. Like there's no plot and I I don't know. I just I didn't find it that interesting because it's there's no diversity in it and it's just all like there's, male. But there's like, no there's bullshit. no diversity there's no diversity in like any of his movies though. I mean that's a fair criticism, but he sure he, he makes I movies just, about white I'm New York just, people. I'm just pointing it out. Like I just didn't I don't know, I just didn't care like D- dustin's hoffman's character was so he's, he's so like yeah he was so terrible and it's like the like everything could have been solved like so easily if they just like communicate but then like they wait too long and then it's too late and then they have these public uh moments of like airing out their feelings and expressing things eloquently and it just felt so like forced on me to like hear these words that sound good in theory but then like don't actually feel like something that like families would say to each other or like despite the problems it just felt so formulate formulated to me and i i just didn't i just didn't like it it's almost like, like I, I, I i like actively didn't like it more than like not caring about the florida project well the it's, it's kind of like uh, what you're saying is almost i think what it, what bothers me more so usual about like maybe Aaron Sorkin movies where it's like people just don't yeah. talk like that as entertaining as it can be. Um, sure. But I, I, I think I, 
and like I can't even necessarily disagree with that and that yeah the dialogue might just not be exactly the most realistic i i think it was purposely uncomfortable where they're having these scenes where they just talk over each other and don't listen yeah. to each other and you're you're like sure. and maybe they're i mean it might not be that obvious but that is a thing that happens in real life where people just aren't listening when they talk like sure. you're, you're more thinking about your own stuff and i catch myself doing it almost every day like someone just says something and then it might be like something related to it but then i just start talking about something that's like the same type of thing but as it relates to me without even commenting on what they say and so it's in one sense like yes i can get that's very uncomfortable to watch and annoying and they might not do people might not do it in that blatant of a way but that does hit a little close to home when you're like wow like maybe i don't communicate as well as i should um i think one of the bigger things for me in this review is um that also just made me a little more engaged even if it yeah like i said not the kind of family i'm from my family doesn't talk like that is i um i I still think it's like like even if I can't disagree with a lot of what you said, I think it's a. I I I'd, I'd argue with anyone that said it wasn't a really great Adam Sandler performance. Like I think it's, um, like I thoroughly enjoyed him in this movie, and like I have not. Like I grew up being a huge Adam Sandler fan. Haven't watched him a frame of him in eight years, and it's like not an exaggeration. I have not watched an Adam Sandler movie since Funny People, and like and I like him in that movie, and but it's just like nah, he, he was he was in top five though, which he saw. Oh, I've. I've that's playing Adam Sandler though. I mean, like him like, okay. as actually being an an actor. Like, you know what I mean? Like acting sure. as someone. Haven't seen him do it since Funny People, and I like that movie. But he's playing even in that. He's playing another version of Adam Sandler, and and like a couple other movies. Like I've I, I do think he's been good, and he's been different versions of himself. And I actually think he's like a t- he's a very different person here. And I kind of I actually really bought it just being a member of this family. And I thought that was I was very impressed. It sounds like you weren't though. <laughs> Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I watch Adam Sandler movies growing up too, and I liked him and then got to a point where I realized like all of these movies are trash. Yeah. Um, like Zookeeper and, and like what, like Jack and Jill or some other bullshit like that. Like you saw that? No, uh, but like, I, why, like, why would I see them? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I, I mean, I think he was fine, but at the same time, I think the movie sort of suffers by having him and Ben Stiller be like, you just, I, I just see Adam Sandler the whole time. And like, not that I don't buy his performance. Like, I think it was fine. I just think his character was kind of just dumb and annoying. Um, but I guess he was fine. I just, I'm not ready to be like, Oh my God, it was such a good performance because I didn't, didn't really make me feel anything in ways that like performances can. And so, well, I mean, I agree that, with you. That's in sort that. of where I'm at on that. Well, I but. agree with you in that I didn't really like the Dustin Hoffman character, but I still was, I still was intrigued by just the how how damaged the kids turned out. I mean, the Elizabeth Marvel character gets the short end of the stick. She does have a pretty affecting monologue later about how uh, creepy pedophile moment she had with like a family friend. Um, but it's more about those the two of them, and I thought it's an interesting. Yeah, relationship. that's that's yeah, that's the thing that bothered me too, though, is like. It just turns to, out to be like something to help like the male characters or like make the male characters bond. And it's like – I don't know. It was a very male, white male dominated movie that was just like how many times – like we've seen shit like this. And I and, and believe me, like I watched The Affair and it's, it's literally like New York like writer fucking bullshit. White, uh, white, white people? Yeah, yeah. And I just like – there's a way that it can still be good, I think, especially for someone like me. But it this movie just wasn't that. It just felt, I, I don't know, because I like his other movies, and I don't think they're. I don't think that he's 
made a movie that I I didn't watch the De Palma movie, but I mean, I he's he's good at what he does, and like you said, he, this is like not a new theme to his films. Uh, this one just felt like it didn't really feel like him to me as uh, much. I don't, yeah, but I mean, like I I, I would almost I, I'd almost be curious to like just go see him make a different kind of movie. I don't think it's a bad thing if it's not him. And th- those last those other movies of recent years do feel more of a piece maybe with each other and this was a little different but i didn't mind that like i I mean i i would say i connected more with this than while we're young like i don't mean while we're young was entertaining but like i don't really know if it had like a ton to say like it was more about art and it's the adam driver character just like ripping off the ben Stiller character and it's old school versus new school kind of thing and he's trying to kind of reconcile with not being a cool hipster like Adam yeah. Driver and Amanda Seyfried, but it, I mean that's it's just whatever. I mean, I think I don't know. I, I I guess I just connected with this a little more. Like I said, I'm not from a broken family, but I still like I was still kind of moved by seeing these characters kind of reconcile with the fact that like they know their dad's terrible, but they really still can't help it. Try and seek some of his validation, and they just don't really know what to make of it. Like at the end, Adam Sandler is like, man, like I I still love you, but like I can't do this anymore, and it's interesting having to grapple with that and just not it can't really cut them out of their life you know it's probably not good for you but you still like seek that like those that that that, like validation from your dad you know um yeah and i i i enjoyed that i don't know i i think part of it like probably like half of it was i thought the filmmaking was actually like not good the way like this everything was cut and like the the title cards yeah, the title cards and like the way the the cut from scene to scene was just like, oh, I just I I hated it so much, especially like the last half of it. Hmm. Right. Like it, that when we just like flash forward and Adam Sandler is just like in a hospital gown, and I'm just like, oh. it just it oh. it just oh. like oh. things when just came out of nowhere, and it was it, it not that it was like. I mean that's that's a common device in movies in a way though. Sure, but this one, just the way it was, particularly, just did not work for me, and that like took me out of the uh, out of the moment. But again, I also had to watch it like in four separate but, like. But like, how often do you actually? But is that really the sign of a terrible movie? Like, do, do, when you're not in the theater, do you, how often do you actually watch movies in like one sitting these days? You're just like, I'll watch it over, oh, I'll, I'll watch it over I'll, lunch over the next three if days. If I'm watching, if I'm watching like something I haven't seen, most of the time, like. Most because most of the time I'll sit I sit down and watch it. Like oh. I watched The Founder like a couple weeks ago, and I watch it like maybe in like two two sittings, if not one. I, I was like pausing oh. it to like talk on the phone or something. But oh, you told me you were gonna watch that one over like lunch over three days, and like, yeah, you know, but I I just watched. I ended okay. up just watching it. Okay, so uh-huh. yeah, it, 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 I don't it, do it often, but I do it for movies that I've seen before sometimes. Yeah. Um. But no, I mean. It really doesn't happen to me very often, and and I I was so bored. I, I texted you. I said like, please don't, like, does the movie get better after thirty? I don't minutes? know. I, I like the end. I like. I mean, like, I guess I get you didn't like. But well, that's not the last half hour where they do the jump forward. That's like maybe fifteen minutes. Like when I yeah, when, yeah. when I was saying I like the la- the second half almost more. I, I was like I was meaning like where they where all the kids are just having to kind of deal with each sure. other once they've come together. Like, yeah, I, I thought that was a little I, more interesting than just watching them by themselves. So, so like for reference, a movie that I don't that I don't think is particularly that good, but I think I enjoyed way more was like, this is where I leave you. Like that's a movie where I enjoyed way more than this one. And it, and it wasn't like, I mean, cause that movie is pretentious too. Like those are characters are like terrible people. And I just didn't, I didn't feel like it, it felt like the writing was like telling me everything directly, like to my face. Like there wasn't a lot of subtlety to it, to me. 
yeah. 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 I mean, I guess like, so. like they're like literally like Adam Sandler is like, I don't think my dad like it hurts because my dad liked my brother more than me. And it's like that's like this has been said like six times throughout the movie already. Like, I don't need to hear it again in a monologue. Oh, uh, when he's at the school. Yeah. What do you think of the, like? I mean, you called the you called the daughter off brand Shailene Woodley. I'm not going to argue <laughs> with that, but like, what do you, what do you think of every? I, I mean, I kind of I, I like their relationship. I, I kind of like uh, that she was still sympathetic to him. I think I feel like the tr- the more stereotypical thing would just be to have like that kid just kind of hate the dad for being a loser, and she still kind of like cares about him even if she knows like he's not exactly like the most uh, to get put together person. And um, I thought it was a little weird how she's like making porn when she's 17, and everyone seems totally cool with it. Um, yeah that was strange (laughs) it was it was it was very strange um yeah i I mean even if she was 18 i think you have to be 21 for that anyway Uh, i guess not i don't know but like no but like even but no but even if she's 18 it'd still be weird that the the family's like we consider ourselves artists so we'll treat that as normal yeah that's but that's uh, what they're doing because they're weird yeah (laughs) um and like that was that was just strange. And then it became like kind of like not an important part of the movie, but like something everyone bonded over. And it was like, I don't know, man, like this isn't really this isn't really working for me. And like the stuff with Ben Stiller, I thought was actually like pretty interesting. But then they really like put it in the back the background of like the immediate family issues. Um and it's like – like you said earlier, like he sort of like had everything and he became successful and he's still like not happy and he still becomes part of a broken family, et cetera, et cetera. But he can't even like tell his family that and stuff and it's like – I don't know. Every, everything was just a little much for me in this movie and not in like a good way. I, I like the Ben Sower stuff though. I mean I, I, I mean I get like – No, I said like I think it was interesting but it was like put in the background of most of the film. What's, I mean, but I, I, it's almost intentional in a way. It's like, of course, that guy's going to try and like hide that from his family. He's, uh, he wants to like put, he wants to like for the sake of appearances, like he would do that. I, I kind of buy that that he's going to act like everything's okay. Except he, yeah. well, 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 he doesn't. Well, I think he tells Adam Sandler that like, yeah, not really. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm kind of like, yeah. che- che- I'm, I'm here to cheat on my wife if I can with this random chick. Um, well, well, it's like, well, no, because I'm pretty sure they're like divorced or split up. He just said he keeps saying we're going through some problems. Like I don't think he, they've, well, they've actually ever officially divorced. Well, he gets the the FaceTime from his kid, and he's like, "Oh, like some guy named Jim is sleeps over on the weekends." And this kid, his kid, is like telling oh, him right, that. Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm like right. I'm pretty yeah. sure they're like separated and living in different places no, and right, stuff. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Um, I forgot that. And it, it was kind of strange how they kept like making making a note of like how Ben Stiller and Adam Sandler's characters don't talk at all. And then like all of a sudden he's like, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry to hear about your divorce. Yeah. Me and my wife are separated too. Oh, let's talk about our kids. And and they're like, they're way more friendly than the movie leads you to believe that they would be when they like first come in contact. Um, it, it, that, that was kind of weird to me. I don't know if you felt that way at all, but well, I, I don't know if the movie made me think like they were, uh, enemies, but more just like that. They were just like, so, distant like it's like a weird half-brother relationship where they didn't grow up together and the movie's just like gonna make it seem like they have like absolutely like haven't talked to each other in years and they're just kind of like cordial it's whatever i didn't really i didn't really think a ton of it but like i said it's been two weeks since i saw it so i can't really exactly remember what i was expecting before they got together on screen but uh i don't know i i still kind of enjoyed it i i do kind of see what you're saying where it's like these are two fairly iconic comedic actors from the last 20 years and it's 
it's it, it it might be a little difficult to then to see them as like two r- normal people in a drama um but like i still like enjoyed watching them kind of do their thing nonetheless yeah yeah i mean i i like ben stiller i just i mean i think he was i, I think i can watch him do drama fine mm-hmm. um and I, I mean adam sandler's done dramas that i like watched before that i liked i just they're for this story it just seemed a little like out of place. I don't know, but it's just a movie I didn't like. And there, the, the, you know, besides what I've said, there isn't really much more for me to say. Oh, wow. I really didn't like the end. You said you liked the end, like oh. the last like two two scenes. I hated. No, I just, I just, I, I meant that. I meant to ask you about the last like five minutes of the Florida Project. Now that I'm thinking about it, now you said that, and I just realized I totally forgot. But whatever. Um, yeah. The, the 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 end the end of Meyerowitz being um, uh, remind me what you're saying you didn't like then. So. Oh, like the last two scenes, the one with Adam Sandler and then the oh, one with oh, and the, Dust, and the Dustin kid. Hoffman. And then the, yeah. And then, and then with, the one with Shailene Woodley's off-brand cousin. Oh, when they go yeah, to oh the, and they go to the place. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's that was whatever. That was a little too neat bow tie or whatever. But, um, yeah, it's just that, like the whole time. It's just everything turns out like that, and it's just frustrating to watch. Mm-hmm. Um. Because I feel like he's told much more interesting stories, and then this one isn't interesting. So it's just a little bit of a letdown for me. But I'm not like I'll watch his next movie just fine. Um, yeah, it's super, yeah. I mean, it's super white, but you might actually you might like Kicking and Screaming. That was the one I just watched a couple weeks ago. But um, you definitely hate Squid and the Whale. I kind of want you to watch that as an experiment to see how many sittings it takes you to get through that. Like I don't know if I've ever been as confident in anything that I know you would hate. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, I like Jesse Eisenberg. Yeah, um, I don't know. I, it'd be cool, and I, I, I think it'd be interesting to see if he just like wanted to like go make a like go make a mystery movie or like a thriller or something just to see like what it would look like instead of just having a bunch of people like talking and being intellectuals in New York. Be cool. I mean, like, I, I, I enjoyed this one, but I, at the same time, I'd be more than happy for him to just like go do something else too. So. Yeah, and it, especially because he's worked with. He writes with Wes Anderson, who makes. Just weird. They make very. I, I think when they make yeah. stuff on their own, they're like very different. It's kind of funny. Yeah. That they've been collaborators too. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, but yeah, if you if you want to talk about Florida Project, we can sort of have a little add on here if if you want to do that. Well, I was just gonna say, like, what did you think of like the the, the literally the last like two minutes where they run into Disney World or whatever? Like that. Oh, I I thought it was stupid. <laughs> I I already like, he, he shot that on an iPhone um, too, which is like 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 he did with Tangerine. Like they didn't get permission from Disney. Like it was straight up like let's break in here and shoot this. Um, uh, I thought it was kind of cool, but uh, I th- yeah, I mean that time, that aspect is cool, but in the in the sense of the movie, it sort of was not fitting, I guess. But yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I don't. I don't know exactly what the proper like last scene would have been. Uh, if you wanted to like almost like what we said at the at the, I, I don't know if you want to go all the way out to like having it be like in, like in the like in the movie Gifted. Like, do you want to see him just like get back together after she goes lives with the other place or something like that? Or yeah, like do you, do you, um, do you need it to come full circle like that, or is it like? No, I don't think I needed to come full circle, but it's it, it was sort of abrupt when like yeah. the whole movie is pretty patient and then it sort of like speeds it's up, headed towards its like dark finish, and then it's like oh by the way we'll uh, uh-huh. yeah we'll just kind of like run off into fantasy land, which I guess it's trying to say that like still like I said like kids will find a way to kind of persevere through those dark times and like have their own little escapes, but um, it could have just ended on a darker note, and I still wouldn't have like 
hampered my enjoyment of the lighter aspects of the movie either. I mean, yeah, because I mean, there's still like dark stuff that's going on around the child that she doesn't understand, which is what's happening at the end of the movie. Yeah. At what point did you like know the mom was a prostitute? Like, were we supposed to like know that like 10 minutes in? Oh, when she was taking pictures mostly. I mean, yeah, because she like, she like tries to convince the audience. She's like, Oh, I would never do that kind of thing. She says that in the movie at some point, And then, right. And then it's like, she sort of is like, well, there's nothing else I could do. Because like so. before, before they do the um, let's go sell makeup thing or perfume or whatever it is, it's been a while at that point. Like a, a decent amount of time has passed, and we don't actually know like how she pays rent. So I felt like I should have just like assumed that from the get go. I guess since they don't, show I guess, her, like, but that's sort of like a bad thing to assume. At I, the I do. Time. I mean, it's like, but like we don't see her making money any other way. So like I didn't know if I, I didn't know if I was supposed to like figure that out like way earlier because of that. You know, like I didn't until until like they had the guy like um, until like you, like and there's a couple other times where she puts her in the bathtub. And, yeah, and, well, that's I think that's effective story. That's why I think of filmmaking wise, it was it was interesting to see that. Yeah, and like, she was there with her, and then the next scene she's not there with her, and the next scene, the dude comes in. Yeah, until the dude comes in, they're like, I don't. There's like two other bathtub scenes where like you don't actually like, you aren't told what's going on at like outside yeah. the door at that point. But then when the dude comes yeah. in, then you can put it together. I didn't know if I should have like there was some other tell aside from the bathtubs, or that he was just subtle enough about it that it's like, oh, okay, I see what he was. Doing. I think when she was taking selfies okay. is when I didn't know if she was just like like girls do just kind of like to take selfies even ones that aren't. Yeah, but then she took so. she took the uh, she took like the pictures off the off the mirror and she sort of cleaned up like the mirror and stuff at one point. Um, at that point I, I was like, uh, I think this is what's going on, but I, again, you never know. But, um, yeah, the, the absolute end I didn't, I didn't really like, but it was unique, I suppose, sort of change of pace with the rest of the film though. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's all I wanted to get out there. I just, I was mad at myself for forgetting to even mention that ending part of it. And there, there, then, then we, we post this, we can just tell people like, Hey, that's the, definitely the spoiler part of Ford project right there. And then that's, yeah, it. That's all you need to know. yeah, yeah, no worries. Uh, where can we find you on the social medias, Josh, uh, at Josh Chernovoy, J O S H J U R N O V O Y. And the podcast Twitter, which I control kind of is 52 and at 52 in 52 pod. And, if you ever want to tweet at it, like we'll kind of respond to you if we've done that before. But uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. My Twitter is at a clambake, a k l a m b a k e. Podcast email is fifty two and fifty two pod at gmail dot com. Thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you guys next time. Mm-hmm.